I get hurt playing for you. I do what you ask me. You deny me the surgery I want to do. So then we have a feud because I can't play for you unless I get surgery, but I'm not going to do the surgery that you want me to do because I don't believe it. So then you just take the C away because I I wanted to do a, a surgery that I thought was best for me. And that's the voice of NHL star Jack Eichel. And I'm Chris Weidman, and this is Won't Back Down, presented by BioAccelerator. He played for the Buffalo Sabres until they had a confrontation and had some issues over the uh, subject of his neck and what type of surgery he would need to get to fix it. Uh, They gave him the runaround for a long time. Uh, he ended up signing recently with uh, the Las Vegas Knights, uh, which is an awesome trade for him, uh, and he's very excited about it. Um, I got to know Jack Eichel because I had the same neck surgery that he wanted to get, and he eventually got, but it took him almost uh, six to nine months to get the surgery because of the NHL and all the uh, statutes that he had to deal with. Um, but ended up working out for him. He is healthy and ready to go. It was awesome talking to him about his recovery uh, and everything that he uh, has had to go through with getting traded. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. That's coming up in a moment. But before we begin, I want to tell you about Won't Back Down's presenting sponsor, BioAccelerator. BioAccelerator is the world leader in stem cell therapy and regenerative medical research. Through the use of their powerful golden stem cells, they help patients heal from joint and orthopedic injuries, autoimmune disorders, spine and disc damage, and neurological trauma. I am coming back from my injuries great because of going down to Medellin, Colombia and getting injected uh, with stem cells from BioAccelerator. I feel great. Uh, Big thanks to them. Uh, I just want to also always thank them once again for sponsoring Won't Back Down. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Jack Eichel, which is also available on the Chris Weidman YouTube channel. I feel great, man. My neck, like as far as neck, no issues at all. Um, Your leg. Oh, (laughs) yeah, that. Yeah, that's actually, um, it's good. I was, I feel like I was ready to make a comeback, like into 100% all out training. I would have been good before Christmas, but I was doing like, I was doing one arm. I know this sounds like crazy. And so I guess it's cool that it happened while I was doing this you know, crazy exercise. I was doing one arm push-ups on a medicine ball. It was like low reps. Um, and the way my leg, because, you know, you have to like, you know, you, you like all the balance and everything is, you know, on your, on your legs and just one hand. And I put, uh, I guess I put too much weight on my, on my foot. It like twisted weird. And my, it's called like the peroneal tendon or perennial tendon rolled over the plate like subluxed over and came back and it's just been irritated. It's just inflamed. So nothing like surgical or anything like that. Just a pain in the ass, just a little inflammation. And I just got to be careful, you know, so I don't like tear it. So now I got been babying it a little bit. Yeah. And it's, doing more physical therapy, but it's gotta be tough, right? Cause you, you get over the, I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you this anyways, right? You got to get over it. Sort of like there's like a mental hump of you being confident in it again. Right. Oh yeah, Absolutely. I was going to ask you when that happened with your, with your neck. Right. So obviously you, you get ADR surgery. Like at what point was it like sometime when you were like sparring training, when you were like, 
all right, like there, there's that first hit where you're like, okay, like, am I going to be okay? And you're a little hesitant and then you take your first hit or maybe it's like a head, maybe it's a lock or something, or you're grappling and you're like, yeah. okay, I'm not worried about it anymore. Yeah. For me, I think it was the punching to the head and stuff like that. It wasn't as scary. I don't think I had to strengthen up the front of my neck first, right? Like, because you're getting these hits to the head and you want to make sure that like you strengthen that up good enough. Um, but for me, it was, it was less of worrying about that. It was more like the chokes and stuff like that, because the let the, the reason why I ended up getting that, uh, surgery was because I had taken someone down in sparring and actually it's funny. It's the guy, Chris Camozzi, who's a UFC fighter, who's friends with the doctor that you're friends with in Denver. He lives in Denver. So he was yeah. in New York training with me. Mac. What's his name again? I always forget his name. Chad Chris Mack. Yeah. He's the man. Everyone loves him. He's like yeah. super genius. And he, he did your surgery, right? In my surgery, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was, so I had him in, uh, I had this guy in side control. He held on to the choke a little bit and it was no choke. It wasn't anything crazy. You know, I get out of it, I keep going. And then the next night, like I just woke up, I woke up in the middle of the night. Well, that night, I woke up in the middle of the night, like in crazy pain. And it wasn't going away. Like no matter where I like pulled my neck or like pushed it, it wasn't, it wasn't stopping. And then um, I had to get, <clears throat> I got two, I had a fight coming up. I had a title fight coming up actually at the time. And I had to get two, I got two injections to try to see if I didn't have to get surgery. Okay. It, was, it was like a three week period. I was just miserable and crazy amount of pain. So did you end up fighting? No, there's no way, right? So I ended up having to back out of that fight um, and then get the surgery. Um, but that, it was probably like three, four weeks. I was like in such bad pain and, um, I was on painkillers and just anti-inflammatories on everything I could possibly do to just try to get through the pain. And and at the same time, dealing with that, which you know, like I'm trying to find out the best surgery for me to get done. And I'm going to all these doctors and they're like, you know, you need the fusion, you know, you need the fusion. And, uh, but a lot of the athletes I spoke to, um, I, which I told you about, like, they were like, bro, I don't get the fusion. Like I spoke to Kurt Angle. I spoke to, um, uh, Coleman, uh, what? Oh my god, I'm forgetting his first name. Um, he's a freaking. He was an animal MMA fighter back in the day. Uh, Ron, not Ron Coleman. Crap. Wish I could edit, but he knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> and uh, they were just like, "Yo, if you if you if you don't get the if you if you can try not to get that fusion." And uh, I eventually found like two doctors that were willing and saying that no, you don't need a fusion. You should get artificial disc replacement. And then you started like learning about like why these doctors try to force you into getting the fusion you know, and, um, the pros and the cons of it. You can kind of understand it after the process, right? It's sort of why they said that. Yeah. That's sort of what I, I mean, I got to the point after the process where I was just like, yeah, I mean, I, I get why doctors would be like, yeah, get, get a fusion, right. It's like the safer bet, but as an athlete, it's obviously not the, it's not the, it's not the ideal thing. If you want to like get back to as close to, uh, you were before, you know, know, like, but it's it's neither here nor there, right? I mean, it's it's done with now, right? Like it's we've already moved and, on. And thank God, like now the rest of my so the, what happens is for everybody out there that doesn't know this, I know you know this, but um, when you have a fusion, it 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 gets rid of that whole joint, and basically now you have that joint locked up and fused with metal. And now you're never going to have an issue with that joint, but now the rest of your body, the rest of your spine is now compensated because 
your your spine isn't going to be able to move the way it's supposed to move and then so you end up having like issues with the discs you know below and above and uh it might not be right away but over time you're gonna have freaking issues and when you have neck pain or back pain and you experience that you have to you have to take that into account like i don't want to live the rest of my life as a cripple as you know us as athletes it's like you know we want to just get back out there but we also if you have time to think like no i don't want to be you know in pain for the rest of my life no yeah i mean i think the more research you do you just find it's it's honestly it's just a healthier option you know like i i couldn't be happier like i was on the ice like very very soon after getting surgery and like i was on the ice a week after i mean i was just kind of gliding around and feeling it but like i had my skates on one week after surgery like skating just feeling the ice that's and, crazy i mean honestly eight weeks eight weeks ago it's like eight eight weeks basically post-op now i mean i feel phenomenal that's crazy um yeah. like do you feel what, what any any issues that you feel now that like you're still a little nervous about no, nothing. I mean, right now, honestly, it's just like they're, they're, the two things I, I guess that I have left to do is just to get back to Vegas practicing with the team. Right. So obviously I had the shortened season last year and I've missed the first half of the year this year. So timing wise, you know, my timing's probably off. I'm not I'm, I'm not at game speed and, and I'm sure it's going to take me you know, a few games to get back to where I want to be. Right. But um I mean, physically, no, I feel fine, right? But I also still have to take some contact and see how I respond to that. But I know I'll be fine. I mean, it's sort of just like like we talked about, right? It's getting over that mental hump of like, hey, all right, I took a couple hits and it's fine. Like I can just kind of move on, you know. But that's just that's just gonna that's just gonna come from the experience of like getting hit a couple times or you know going into like it's just then then mentally you're like oh, oh okay like i'm okay you know what i mean nothing happened and you just kind of move on from there yeah you're gonna be you're gonna be fine bro you're gonna be better than ever um tell, can you tell everybody kind of like the story of what happened to your neck and like how like what you had to go through yeah so uh this is back in uh 20 2018 19 season so a few years ago i started having uh some neck problems uh started with like uh, one game, I mean, I didn't really know if it was like concussion or neck, but my neck was bothering me and I started getting some like vestibular issues. My eyes were just feeling heavy. My nervous system was kind of compromised. So my neck was bothering me. And so I kind of like managed it throughout the rest of the season, never really felt good or, or, or optimal. And then, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in the summer doing uh, that was the first time I got imaged as well. And it, and it didn't show a disc herniation, right? It showed like a slight bulge, maybe some, like just some inflammation, whatever. And yeah, I did, I did a whole summer, uh, in 2019 of like very like intense, like just trying to rehab it, get it back, whatever. And, and it bothered me a lot throughout the summer, but you know, as the season started, uh, at the beginning of 2019 in the fall, I actually started to feel good. Like it, it stopped bothering me, but it was something that I, I had to maintain, right? I had to continue to do Aldo every night. I had to get a lot of treatment. I, didn't, I had to make sure that it was, and, and, and there were still instances during that season that it bothered me. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess fast forward, then 2020 starts, we ended up getting hit with COVID in March. And then it was sort of just a really weird off season last year. Our year didn't start in October. It was sort of out of sync. And then, you know, we go into the season. I had a few instances where uh, in the off season last year that I had tweaked things in the gym training and 
you know, I, I would just kind of feel it and it would be like, I, I just, you know, at that point I knew something was wrong. And then during the season, I never really felt great either. And was know, it like, what were you doing in the gym? Like, like overhead presses and, and stuff like that? Or One of the times I was doing a pull up, I was doing a weighted, uh, weighted chin and it was sort of a last rep. And I was trying to get here, like over mm. the bar did that. I extended my neck kind of like that. And I just felt it go right down my, right down my spine. And I couldn't like turn my head for like three or four days. Right. And so I had had that same instance where like, it's almost like a shooting pain down your spine or between your shoulder blades. I had that same instance happen probably three or four times in the off season. Right. And then you kind of let it, you kind of let that, you know, settle and then you're okay. But you know, it happens that many times and, you know, you know, something's a little bit off. And mm. so then the season starts, you know, my neck was bothering me. Um, you know, unfortunately, with the way COVID was happening, the guy that I had been getting treatment from, uh, he was just over the border in, in Canada. So he would come down but with the border being closed last year during the season. He wasn't able to. So I really didn't. I didn't have that same amount of like treatment and care that I had the year before. Uh, and it was just sort of going a little bit downhill. And I think when I took what, a hit. What were they? Sorry to interrupt you. But what like what what stuff was the physical therapist doing that you actually felt like did help? If there was anything, well, for me, I mean, a lot of it was just kind of pumping, uh, pumping my neck, and a lot of just like releasing the facets. Uh, it, a lot of it was just re- releasing, you know, the rest of my spine, making sure, you know, because whenever my T spine locked up, I always felt like that's when uh, you know my cervical spine started bothering me, you know. So thoracically, when I move well, you know, in the middle of my back, I feel like everything else is fine. So thoracic locks up, I find mm. then my cervical you know, spine starts bothering me a little. So, so you know, they, loosen, just, they loosen up your T-spine and just make sure that's good. And then you felt. Yeah. I mean, better. I was getting normal treatment from somebody who's, you know, who I thought was, you know, a very good, uh, very good therapist, very good chiropractor. And I thought it really helped. And it was just sort of staying on, on top of it. And then with COVID during the season, it was sort of like, you know, maybe we were chasing it a little bit. And, you know, I had some other injuries that I was dealing with as well. I had a, I, I had, I broke a rib right before training camp and I had an ab injury from the year before that fully hadn't healed. So I was dealing with a few other things and then, you know, so I, I was compromising a lot of places and I'm, I'm sure that all kind of contributed to the neck. And then I took a, you know, it wasn't a violent hit at all, but a, a bit of an awkward hit in Long Island against the uh, Islanders. <sighs> Those Islanders hit hard, bro. <laughs> physical team. They're, Nassau they're Coliseum. I know there's, yeah. Honestly, that place is that when, when the fans are there, like I, I know that are, or what it used to be so fun to play there. I mean, it sucked because, uh, you know, there was so much energy and then they I loved to, it and it'd be tough to, I, I know. Oh my God. We're on a tangent with that, but like I grew up watching Islanders games there and it, it, it was amazing. And then I, I had, I had the uh, opportunity to fight and I main evented my, the first ever and, and still the only card UFC card at Na- Nassau Coliseum. And the energy in that building, like I'm getting chills even thinking about it. It was so amazing. It was ridiculous. Believable. Uh, loved it. I loved it. It was, yeah, it was a dream come true. I felt like I had just, I won the fight. It was great. Finished the guy. Uh, but I felt like I won the world championship and it wasn't, it wasn't a world championship. <laughs> I know. I, I could tell like, so obviously the Islanders went to Barclays for a little bit, right? When they were, they were renovating the Coliseum a little bit. Yeah. Yep. My first few years we played them in, um, in Brooklyn, but then 
then they, when they went back to the, the Coliseum, I had never experienced it. And obviously, like, you walk on the tunnels to see all the photos of all the musicians and everyone that's played there and all the events that they've had. I mean, there's obviously some crazy history. But, yeah, I think the first game we played the Islanders, we uh, – I think we lost, like, six six or seven one there. It was, like, we got absolutely smoked. It was, like, they needed to win the game to get in the playoffs or clinch their playoff position. And we got absolutely pounded. But it's a lot of fun playing there. I haven't uh, – I haven't had too much success, but it's it's still pretty enjoyable place to play. Yeah, I think you'll be just fine. Yeah, but now, now they're they they have a new stadium, Belmont, Bel- in Belmont or yeah. Belmont. Yeah, uh, I think it's see how you, that goes. Yes, Arena. UBS I think so. Yeah, I think that's that sounds about right. Yeah, it's supposed to be a beautiful place. I, I haven't. Uh, yeah, obviously, I haven't been. Uh, we went there a few weeks ago, played them, but um, obviously, I'm not there, so yeah. I think it's. And the poor Islanders, because some of those dudes who tra- trained at my gym and became friendly with them, and these guys lived on Long Island, pretty much all of them, and they would have to take the train to go to Barclays Center in Brooklyn, like with random people, like because to take a car, even if they had money, whatever, like to take a, a, a private car, it was insane traffic. So it's oh, either they go there super early in the morning and spend the whole day there, you know, and just you know do whatever practice they do and like meetings, and then never go back home or they take the train. No, I, I have a couple, uh, friendly with a couple guys that, that were doing it. And I remember just talking to them that first, like first year. And I, I mean, I did, I, I had no idea. Right. Cause I don't, I, I had never experienced like what it was like to go to the Coliseum, but they were just saying how difficult, difficult it was. You had to get like a day room in Brooklyn and spend the day there and, and then go to the game. And then you'd go back out to Long Island. So you had to go in in the morning. Like it was just, I think it was just a lot for them. So I'm, I'm sure that they they like being back on the island. Oh, yeah. It's, it's crazy. All right. I jumped in there and ruined your next st- story. So you were feeling, you were feeling uh, the pain. with you, started, you were doing physical therapy, and then COVID happened. And Yeah. No. So, I mean, then I just took a – I just kind of like a, an awkward hit there in Long Island. And I just – I felt something right away. It was it – was, I mean, I was in a ton of pain after the game. I, I couldn't even get my jersey off my uh, – over my shoulders. Like I was, I was really hurting. And then, um, like, I, I don't think it was from the disc. I think it was more like, I just was really strained. Like I think that my neck muscle was just really strained. It was just, so I ended up going to get an MRI and then, uh, yeah, I, I got an MRI on Long Island, went back to Buffalo, got some more, went out to Denver, saw Dr. Pressmack. And that was the first time, like, I, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't really have surgery in my mind at that point. Like I, I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd rather try and, you know, do something to like rehab this, you know, non-surgically. And then went on out there, he was like, yeah, you can, you can do the non-surgical, you know, route, no, no doubt, but let me just lay it. Let me just lay it all out for you. Like if you were to do surgery, you know, here are your two options. You have your fusion and you have your disc replacement. And he, he just kind of sat there with me and my dad and explained like why he, thinks the disc replacement was a better decision. And at the end of it, I just said to him, Hey, listen, like, I appreciate it. Um, but I, I, I want to try and basically rehab this without doing surgery. And I think it was probably a month after that, where I had been doing rehab every day and it just didn't, wasn't getting any better. It was just like, I had talked to more people and I just, I think I had a better grasp on the situation. And it was sort of like, Hey, listen, like, you've been having neck issues for however long you've been having two years. Like you, you need to like take care of the issue or it's going to continue to nag you. And you know, the other thing is, is 
you have a disc here that's pressed up against your spinal cord, like it's, it's not just going to retract and, you know, it might, might get a little smaller, but you're not going to like fully heal it. So that was sort of when I, I decided that I wanted to do a surgery that I wanted to move forward with the, the disc replacement. And so at that point you decide you want to get surgery. Now what's the next step for you, obviously being in the NHL and being a part of the Buffalo Sabre uh, organization. So I was down in Florida working with a guy down there. Um, this is probably April. I was doing rehab every day. I was seeing him. He was treating me. We would, we would, you know, go through the whole thing every day. And, and, uh, so yeah, like he had, he had pretty good experience with, with some, with some pretty, uh, high profile athletes who had had back problems. Right. So he, he's kind of worked in the field. And so he was sort of like, as we were going through it, I, I could, I was starting to get the feeling, you know, between the two of us that this wasn't going to get better and I wanted to have surgery. So then I reached out to the team, told them I wanted to do surgery. And, you know, at first when I went back to Buffalo, this was at the beginning of April, like I felt like I had their blessing, right? It was like, yeah, like you'll, you'll go get your surgery, blah, blah, blah. Like I told them I wanted to get a disc replacement, you know, and everything seemed fine. And it was like, okay, you know, and I scheduled surgery. So I had surgery scheduled. It was like probably the end of April or, um, yeah, I think it was either the end of April or the first week of May. So I'm back in Buffalo. So I'm preparing to go out to Denver to do the surgery. And uh, like the day before I'm flying from uh, Buffalo to Denver, my plan is to leave Buffalo. Uh, I asked the team I needed to do like a, like have like a physical for surgery, right? Like just like with your. Yeah, the pre-op type stuff. Yeah. Like a pre-op physical and you needed to go through like, I think it's like a would it be like an e, EMG or EKG? Like EKG. Yeah. yeah. So I needed to do an EKG and so whatever. So I go to the team and I say, I want to do this stuff. And uh, then like the, the, the mood of like them being very okay with me getting surgery just changed. I didn't really understand why it was like, it was fine yesterday, but now it's not, you know what I mean? They were like, well, we're not comfortable with you having the surgery. And I didn't understand why. Right. So, and, and their explanation was that it hadn't been done on an NHL player yet. And I, to me, I didn't find that as a valid medical reason to not get a surgery, right? Like if, if, if in medicine, nobody ever made like any sort of transition to like a better way of doing something, then we would be doing the same thing we've always done. Right. Mm, so absolutely. And uh, so I, there was just sort of a bit of a disconnect at that point between me and the team. And they were, they were not, they were, I was getting one thing in private conversations from some people, let's just say. And then when it, when it became uh, in a bigger setting and there were more people involved in the conversations, you know, what, what I was hearing in private conversations was completely different than what was being said. And, you know, I, I, uh, I was very frustrated with the way that things were handled and, and, and then they kind of just started to go downhill from there. And, you know, they, they were just like, listen, we're not going to let you get this surgery. And I just said, okay, then, then what are my options? You know, and this is the beginning of May. They said, okay, so, you know, the players association gets a little bit involved and, and I was just like, okay, well, if, if you, if you like, if, if your idea of me continuing, cause they wanted me to continue to do this conservative rehab route that I had been doing. So I said, okay, I'll do it. But all the doctors we had went and saw said, you know, you can only do it for th- like, 
realistically, if you do it for three months and you don't make any improvement, you're not going to just like after three months, it's like, okay, it's not going to get any better. Yep. So I said to Buffalo, okay, I'll do it for three months. And then at the end of three months, if it's, if it hasn't gotten any better and I still have the same symptoms, then we should probably consider this surgery. So, so they, they said, okay, fine. So I just went back to Florida, worked with the guy again. And at the end of three months, I went back to Buffalo and then they were still like, no, you can't get surgery. And I said, Are you okay. joking me? So you're in pain this whole time. Do you have do you have weakness at all? Or is so, it just pain and weakness? But honestly, for me, like the most uncomfortable thing was I would have like the numbness and tingling down my arm into my hand. And like I would be sitting at dinner and I'd be like trying to shake my arm out, you know, like it's not getting it's it's obviously that's not gonna do anything. But if I got in a certain position for long enough my arm would kind of like start going numb. My hand would go numb, but I would get the shooting pain right down your the inside of your bicep, down your forearm into your hand. So I, I was, I was more or less dealing with that more than anything. Um, so yeah, I dealt with that for a while. And bro, that is insane. That's terrible. I, we're not an organization that like works the way the NHL works. There's definitely way more structure, way more uh, you know politics involved. We're we're actually considered in independent contractors, so we're not even like legit you know employees of the UFC. So it's way different. So we you know we we kind of do what we want for the most part. Um, so, so nobody would like. There's nobody that says like, oh, like you know, Chris, you can't do this or you can't do that. So they have they have a there's a UFC doctor that gets involved and he will give his opinion, um, but he's not really going to stop you from doing anything. Um, you know, if you need a surgery, you need a surgery. As as far as which one you like, which doctor you're going to go to, and all that, like it's kind of on you. There was a point maybe a, th a few years ago they, they had a partnership, you know, you know, with a with a hospital, a big time hospital, and they were kind of push guys to using their doctors at that hospital and then you'd be stuck with only their way of doing things but that yeah. kind of slowly i think that partnership kind of went away so now you don't really have that anymore yeah. i would say that's probably the closest to what you kind of were dealing with that's big and that's big in pro sports not just in buffalo or that's in honestly uh, that's in a lot of organizations not just in hockey or where there's some sort of partnership with a major medical kind of like yeah. big dog in that city. Right. And that partnership, it, it can get pretty political in my opinion. hundred percent. It's like the yeah. same thing with like physical therapists and, you know, like these huge physical therapy companies, like, you know, they're, you know, they, they pay the Islanders and now the Islanders send their guys to this, you know, physical therapy company. And if you don't use them, it's going to get a little weird, you know? And, um, yeah, it's just it's just crazy political. It's not really like the maybe the best thing for the athletes. There's so many, there's so much crap like that in in the medical field. There is because to yeah. get an athlete is like once you get an athlete, you're good. You're the best doctor in the world. Everybody wants to go to you. Yeah. So it's, yeah, you know how it is, right? I mean, then a lot of it's about ego and you know being able to say I was the guy that fixed Chris Weidman. I was the guy that did this. I, you know, and, and you, you, you see that when you go through an experience where you're like, you have to make a decision for, for what's best for you. And, you know, you really have to just become selfish. That's, that's 
at the end of the day, that, that's what I ended up just telling myself. I was like, I got to be selfish because no one else is going to look after me better than I'm going to look after myself. Yeah. You know, like, which is it's selfish, but it's also going to be the best thing for the team at the end of the day. Like you, you're making the best decision for yourself, which is going to be the best decision for the team. Of course. And and the thing that I didn't really understand and I, I, I still don't is. As if I was going to make a decision that I thought was going to compromise my ability to play hockey. Like that's at the end of the day, like my goal is to be the best hockey player that I can be and perform every night. So I'm not going to make a decision or do something that I think is going to like deteriorate my career, you know? And, and, and that's where I was like kind of frustrated. It was like, you know, I'm not going to do something that I, I think is going to be like, detrimental to my career i'm doing something that i think is in my best interest you know so it's i mean it was uh it was very refreshing uh you know when i went to vegas and they were like listen you know you can you can do whatever surgery you want you can do whatever surgery you feel you've done your research you've had whatever eight months to do your research on what you think's best you can do your your preferred surgery at that point, I think everyone kind of knew that I, I wanted to do a disc replacement. They were like, you can choose the doctor you want to go to. And they were just like all, you know, all supportive and Hey, listen, we're, we're behind you. And it was very refreshing and it was, I'm very fortunate. Oh yeah. And Vegas are freaking awesome. You get to go and live in Vegas. I was just at the Knights game. What a, what a freaking environment. I mean, As- I, if you're gonna, if I'm gonna have to draw a comparison to Nassau Coliseum, Vegas is right there. It's a freaking show. Have you? I'm, I'm guessing you have you played there? Yeah, yeah, I played there. Uh, obviously, we didn't play there last year with the COVID year because everyone uh, was kind of confined to their own area, right? So we were only in the Northeast. But my other years in NHL, yeah, we played there. I played there a couple times. I think three times now. Gotcha. I mean, three games, and uh, right after I got traded, I went out there and and saw a game. So yeah, I mean. Very, very lucky to be able to play there every night and have that environment and that sort of fan base. It's uh, it's it's pretty sweet. Oh yeah, and they're first in the division, right? So they're playing good, and you're not even playing for them yet. So um, yeah, the team's been playing really well. I mean, there's so many great players on the team. So um, you know, they've they've had injuries, and I feel like every team's every team deals with injuries. Every team's dealt with COVID this year and 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 everything else, but. Uh, yeah, the, the guys have been playing really, really well. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. So um, let's rewind back to Buffalo. Um, after the three months of being in Florida, you come back. Who who do you talk to? Like, is it you talk to your manager? Okay, my manager talks to like the coach or the management. Like, how does what's like the how does the communication work in in like an organization like that? Yeah, so y- you guys have managers, right? So we have yeah. agents, right? So yeah. I and you know, my agent's job is to represent me, right? So, you know, my agents are, uh, at the time, my agents were, uh, uh, they, they were doing everything that they could, right? They were trying to find a way to, you know, get allow me to get the surgery and whatever. So, unfortunately, the, the collective bargaining agreement basically gives a lot of power to the team. So, in our CBA, it says, that the team has the final say basically on course of treatment. So if they are sitting here saying that we don't want you to get the fusion or I'm sorry, we don't want you to get a disc replacement and I go get the disc replacement, then I'm in, at that point I'm in breach of the CBA that I sign. So 
then there's a lot of things that can happen with money owed, contract guarantee, man. There's there's a lot of things that, you know, I'm not going to get into it, but there's a lot of things that can happen. So basically, I was binded to the CBA, right? So I couldn't break the CBA and go against their their wish of me not getting ADR. So we were in a tough spot. Uh, at that point, yeah, we're in contact with the team doctors and uh, the the management and you know, we're trying to find some sort of solution to this, this problem. And, you know, I ended up just being, listen, like if you guys aren't going to allow me to get surgery and I'm not going to be able to get cleared to play, then you got to trade me somewhere because there's teams out there that will let me get the surgery. And like, like, what are we doing here? Right. So at that point, it's probably, yeah, it's the beginning of the summer. At that point, they agreed, yes, listen, we'll trade you somewhere to a team that will let you get the the disc replacement surgery. So uh, they tell me that, whatever. So I'm sitting there. I'm in. I'm back in Boston at this point. And I'm thinking that they're going to trade me and, and I'm going to go somewhere, get the surgery, do the rehab, come back, whatever. So then it kind of just drags out all summer where I, I haven't gotten traded. But at this point, we're kind of going back and forth, league, CBA, Players Association. It's just a really, it was, it got, it got really sticky. And, and you still were not allowed to get the surgery until they release you and, and trade you. Yeah. So at this point, you know, I go through the entire summer sitting there, you know, saying like, at this point, by the way, I had went and see, saw other doctors, right? So Chad Pressmack wasn't my only opinion. At this point, I had already talked to you. I had talked to other athletes. Dr. That Weidman. I, no, I was going to say, and you uh, connected me with your doctor, Dr. Rue. So Dr. I had talked Rue. to Rue. I had talked to, you know, probably like five or six different uh, spine or neurosurgeons around the country. And it was interesting. The consensus from everyone was to do a disc replacement other than Buffalo. You know, so it, there were some things going on where it was didn't really seem like they actually believed what they were saying. They were just saying it to say it like they, they didn't really, they were just, it, it got very political, right? The medical no. side of things kind of went away and it was sort of like, listen, we're just going to kind of hold you ransom here. And, um, you know, so we go through the whole summer and then this, the fall happens and, you know, at that point I went and got more opinions. Um, you know, it started to, we started to put more pressure on them, um, medically and, and, uh, legally. And, you know, then, you know, then they finally, they trade me in the beginning of November and, and that's, you know, a month into the season. And so, uh, you know, ideally, yeah, they would have traded me in the summer and then I would have been able to do the rehab and I would have been playing by now, but, you know, I think everything kind of happens for a reason and I'm, I'm here now and I feel great. My rehab has been going very well and I'm looking forward to playing again. And I'm in Vegas. I have a great situation there. So everything worked out well. Positivity, infinity, but still they screwed you of time and like youth and, you know, and they did. You know, yeah. Pain. Situation. It definitely ridiculous. Were the doctors like the do- doctors at Buffalo, when you go back to them and say, Hey, I spoke to this doctor and that doctor, like Dr. Rue, like were they, and they said that, you know, artificial disc replacement actually would be, a, a, you know, I'm a good candidate for that. And, and you know, they believe in it. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Were they just like, no, it has to be the fusion? Or were they like, I oh, yeah, just, no one's ever done it before? Uh, 
they were, yeah, I mean, that's the tough thing, right? Is like, for me, I was going to these specialists, these people who had done these surgeries and they were behind me, you know, and, 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 you know, the Buffalo Sabres and the Bills, and they have a very well-respected spine consultant. And, you know, there was a point during the process where it seemed to me like he was on my side and then he kind of flipped and I, he, he distanced himself from the situation a bit because I felt like it started to get more political than medical. And at that point it was sort of like, yeah, we're just, Hey, listen, you can have as many opinions as you want. We're not comfortable with you getting it. You know what I mean? You can have every doctor. It, it honestly, it got to the point where every single doctor I went to was like strong opinion. Yes. You should do disc replacement, you know, and you should get the surgery soon. You know, at the beginning of the season, when I went for my physical in September in Buffalo, they, their recommendation for me was to do six more months of conservative treatment. I had already done six. Oh my gosh. Do six more months starting in September. So So they're trying to bench you. Is there, is that so they don't have to pay you money or something? Is there anything with that? Like, even if I'm hurt, they're paying me. So to me, that was just sort of, when they said that, it was sort of like they were just trying to screw me, Yeah, you know? We're like, listen, like at the end of the day, we don't really care if, if you play, but it, it just didn't, didn't make sense that I had already done six months. Every doctor in the world was that I had spoke to was behind me and, you know, they were still saying, okay, do six more months after already having done six months that to me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So, I mean, that, that's, that's where like I started to get a bit frustrated and I mean, I had already been very frustrated with the situation, but, um, you know, it, it, it was sort of like, you, you're going to cost me another season, you know, of, you know, this is supposed to be, you know, your prime years of, of hockey, you know, I'm 25 years old. These are supposed to be the, you know, the best years of your career. And so, um, that didn't make any sense to me when they said, yeah, we want you to do six more months of re that was their, that was their initial, uh, not initial. I mean, that was like that this is six months into the process at this point, you know, the beginning of September that, that was sort of their idea. It was like, Hey, listen, we want you to do six more months. And I was just like, listen, that, that, that doesn't make any sense. No doctor that I've spoken to thinks that that's the proper course of, of act. <laughs> it just oh. got really weird, man. It was like, yeah. it, I went to Buffalo and I did my physical and they were like, then they were like, yeah, we're going to take the C. I was the captain of the team. They're like, we're going to take the C away from you, whatever. And I was just like, okay, well, like if you actually look at the chronological events here of, of, I was the captain of your team last year. If you, if you take a step back and look at the chronological events of what's your reasoning for taking the seaway, I get hurt playing for you. I do what you ask me. You deny me the surgery I want to do. So then we have a feud because I can't play for you unless I get surgery, but I'm not going to do the surgery that you want me to do because I don't believe it. So then you just take the COA because I, I wanted to do a, a surgery that I thought was best for me. That's your reasoning. It, it, none of it made sense to me. And you know what? It's all at this point, it's water under the bridge. I, I had some amazing, amazing times there. And, and I feel bad because I, I feel like now the fans and the people there have this, like, I feel like some of them are like, Hey, listen, like, you know, we loved our time together and we support you. And some of them are like bitter towards me. And I'm just like, listen, like you can be bitter towards me all you want, but like at the end of the day, that's what happened. And 
if if that if that makes you bitter at me, then then so be it. But put yourself in my shoes. What would you have done? Uh, I mean, uh, it, that's just, have- that's just stupid. Yeah, they gotta be mad at at Buffalo. They gotta be mad at the management. And I know you don't want to say it, but like, sc- like screw them. Are you kidding me? Like, they first of all, you came back. You're doing. You're you're trying to do everything. You know the right way. Trying to do the best thing for you. And they tell you another six months, and then take the captain away from you. Because you're trying to do something that you know is best for you. Yeah, I was so far gone at that point. You know, like was, I, I think that it was, you know, it was it was a pretty eye opening experience the last year of just what the 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 pro sport like this the the pro sports. I mean, that that's what it is. You at the end of the day, you're you're an entity to them, right? And as soon as you can't perform for them anymore, it's just like. They don't really. They're they're not. They're not really there for you. And that's that's sort of the feeling that I got. And it was just like it. It, it was an eye opening experience, right? You, th- you hear a lot. Of, I, I at least I've heard a lot of pro athletes talk about that. You know, that's sort of. You know, as soon as you you're not valuable to them anymore, they kind of just like they're like yeah, whatever. You know, so it, it is what it is. Like like I said, I'm I couldn't be happier. I think everything kind of happens for a reason, and. and you know, you go through shit and it leads you to somewhere else. And like I said, I'm very fortunate, you know, the, the, uh, the organization, uh, you know, that I'm a part of now has been nothing but supportive since the, the very, the very first minute that, uh, that I got the call that I was, that I was traded there. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm very, like I said, I'm very lucky and uh, I'm super excited. Like it's a, it's a great opportunity. It's a great team. And then, you know, all the shit that I went through, I think it'll make everything sweeter on the other side. Hell yeah. I was going to say, I feel like this is going to motivate you. And, uh, and and it's not a bad thing, but put a chip on your shoulder. Like you want to come back and be the best version of yourself possible and just dominate and, uh, you know, have an amazing career. <clears throat> just no. to be like, right, look, my neck is good I'm, and I'm crushing it. How you doing, Buffalo? You know, like what? Like not that, not that you want to be like vindictive or anything, but like just to prove it to yourself, you know what I mean? Like that you did the right thing and that all this time got taken away from you. And now you have the opportunity to go to a place that's going to welcome you and, and allow you to do something that's right for you. Uh, you know, give you that opportunity to just go all out. No, I know hundred percent. And I think, like you said, I, this, this situation and this process has made me more motivated than ever. Right. You're, you're motivated to prove to everyone else that's like, Hey, like, what are you doing doing a surgery that nobody's ever done before? You know, I, I want to prove it to all of them, but I, more than anybody, I want to prove it to myself. Yeah. Listen, you did the right thing. All that shit that you went through. Yeah. It was all worth it. Now you're back. Now you're yeah. back to oh, yeah. playing the way you were before and it was all worth it, you know? So, and it's funny, like I go through all that stuff to get the surgery. Right. And there's this big gist about like, Hey, no occupier has ever gotten it. I get a call 10 days later from another guy in the NHL who's considering it, he gets it two weeks later. So it's like two weeks after I got it, another guy in our, in our league was, uh, you know, dealing with a similar herniated disc and he ended up doing, he ended up doing the same surgery, getting the disc replacement done. And, um, you know, he seems like he's had a, he's had a really good recovery. I spoke to him a few days after he had gotten surgery and he said everything went smoothly. So I was really happy that, uh, you know, that things went well for him and, and I was sort of able to give him my experience and, and hopefully persuade him in a way that uh, he felt comfortable doing it. Yeah, um, that's awesome. It's it's just crazy because, you know, neck is such a scary thing. I think anybody, obviously, you want to avoid having a surgery on your neck. But 
artificial having artificial dish replacement as a uh, as an option is amazing like you like like you're saying like i'm saying like it it really is not it wasn't a bad surgery right like how 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 easy was the recovery like have you had other surgeries before no so this was my first ever surgery uh <laughs> i was like i didn't know what to expect right so here i am never had anesthesia uh, never, never been under, never had a surgery, never been cut open. So I was like, you know, I, I didn't know what to think. I'm, I'm like, I remember like my dad's just like, Hey, listen, my dad had a shoulder replacement, you know, a year before. And he was just like, listen, like, they're going to put you out and you're going to wake up and it's, everything's going to be done. Like you're, it's not like you're dreaming and you're half asleep. He's like, you're not going to remember a thing. And it was exactly what happened. Like they pushed me into the operating room, like you said, and you just go out and then you wake up and it's done. And I got up maybe like a couple hours after the surgery, walked out of the, the sur surgery center, uh, went to dinner with my parents that night. Like, you know, I was a little sore for sure uh, in the coming days, but like, you know, once you sort of get all those muscles around your, around your neck to kind of release, Mm. I think all the pain kind of just goes away, right? Because they're guarding, you know, you just had a surgery, they're guard. As soon as you get everything kind of released, it's like, you know, you kind of forget you had surgery. And I forget I had surgery now other than, you know, the scar. I know. I, th this is, th my scar is actually there. After my first surgery, it went away at, I don't know, maybe like three, four months, it disappeared. And then after I had the second one, I think I'm stuck with this one forever. Because I, I was gonna, this, I cut through the same spot twice. I was going to ask how, uh, I was going to ask how long it took you for your scar to kind of go away. Cause my, my I mean, mine looks, it, it looks good, right? Like the skin's healed over and stuff, but it's still red. I mean, I don't know if it's just, I don't know if it's just the well, way that I, I think you got to keep playing with it. Like, you know, I, you know, kind of breaking up that scar tissue, right. And when you go to physical therapy, they do that. Yeah. 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 And I kind of, I, when I'm, I kind of would do it myself, you know, not that my scar healed the best, but um, I think I was better after the first surgery with putting like the scar guard on too, like before I go to bed and all that. Um, and then after the second one, I started thinking like, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to have a scar because the first one went away anyway. And then it just, and then it didn't. So and then you did. Yeah. Yeah. I should probably, I, I honestly, I haven't really put any like ointment or anything on there. Like some, some vitamin E cream or something would probably be good, but I could probably use, I could probably use something, but I don't know. People always ask me, they're like, what happened to you? You know, like what happened? I'm like, I know, ah. people think you have like cancer, like throat cancer or something, right? No, I got in a fight and someone slipped my throat, but I lived to talk oh, to That's hysterical. I've done, bro. I've done that. I, I had some, I forgot where I was, but I had somebody think, uh, believing that I was in the military and, uh, they, they, they were beheading me and I fought them off. And then <laughs> this is what, this is what I was left behind. <laughs> I told him I was kidding like right away, but, um, yeah, you could make you could just have fun with it. I did the same, <laughs> like right after I had it too, right? So it's like pretty fresh. Yeah, I just got the bandage. This is like a week and a half after I just got the bandage off. Someone's like, "Oh my god, what happened to you?" I'm like, "I got in a fight. Someone slipped my throat, but I was able to cover it up and get to the hospital." No way! No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's the best. Oh man! So what's so what's next now? When you when are you thinking to be able to get back and be a hundred percent? Uh. You know, I, I think, uh, so I gotta, I'm, I'm going to see the doc this weekend again, and then I'm heading back to, heading back to Vegas beginning of next week. I'll, I'll be there full time. Uh, yeah, just honestly start practicing with the team pretty soon. I uh, get cleared for contact at 12 week post-op. So 
think that's beginning of February. So 12-week post-op, you're good to go. You could get hit. You could check. That's what yeah. they're telling you? Yeah, that's that's uh, that was sort of what my doc, uh, you know, my doc's protocol was, I guess, right? Everyone has their... I, everyone, I, think, I think I was probably around the same thing for like yeah, full out. 12, yeah. 12 weeks. And then I, I think after that, you just... You know, you take your time and I, I don't really, I, the, the organization, like I said, they've been really good. They're like not rushing me to like be back, but I mean, I haven't played hockey in forever. So as soon as I feel like I can get back to playing and I've been cleared for contact and I feel good and confident enough to go, I'm going to, I'm going to get back and go. So, you know, um, I mean, my rehab has went very smoothly and, um, you know, like I said, you just, you kind of have to get that timing back, I, get back on the ice with, you know, more guys around you getting more game positions and. And then uh, I think you kind of just go from there. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch it, man. Um, what's what what do we got like goals? Do you have like goals for yourself? I don't know if you're. I do. I have them written down. Um, I love it. Let's see it. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, but they're personal goals, uh, man. All right. Yeah, I, I feel like a part of you wanted to show it, but it's all right. You don't. No, have to. I'm just I'm sitting. Oh, here you're just like, looking. Before I had surgery, I wrote down. Uh, I I wrote sort of like. I wrote down my goals and then I wrote like, you know, what you need to do to accomplish them, right? Like what your habits should be, you know, the way you should live your life. If you, like, I always think like if your goals are a certain standard, you need to live your life to a certain standard, you know? And so, uh, but the, you know, the process has been, uh, has been, has been really good. And just, you know, I think the better you, the, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. Yeah. You being you doing pretty good though, like following your routines and creating good habits and all that. Yeah, no, so I mean, far? the habits have been have been uh the habits have been have been spot on. Yeah, I've been, you know, this is like I said, I think when you go through something like this, it motivates you more than ever, right? So you know, it's all about discipline, making sure you do the same things over and over, or do what you're supposed to be doing every day. And so um I've had a really, really neat experience with this rehab. Um, I've been very fortunate with, uh, you know, working with, you know, the guy that I'm working with, Mark Lindsay. He's, he's had a ton of experience doing rehabs, um, you know, for some, you know, some pretty high, uh, some pretty high caliber athletes. So, you know, I, I've been, like I said, very, very lucky to work with him. And, uh, you know, he's made it very fun. It's It's been, the eight weeks just went by super quick and um, but we stay busy. I mean, it's, it's a full day, six days a week. So there's not really any time for you to kind of deviate and, and, and get away from it. I mean, yeah. he's got me, uh, he's got me on a really good routine and, and it's, it's kept me very focused and, but it's also kept me engaged and, and, and I've been able to enjoy it too. It, it hasn't really gotten to the point where it's like, ah, this is like kind of like dragging on, right? Like there's energy every day, you know, if you make it fun enough and, I mean, I know not everything's going to be fun. You're not going to enjoy everything you do. You know, some things suck. You have to do them because you have to do them. But, um, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, a hockey player or a UFC fighter, like it doesn't really feel like it's a job, right? It's something you love to do and you get paid to do it. Right. So that's sort of the way I look at it. And, and this is all part of that. Are you doing, uh, is he doing like actual strength building of the neck muscles or he's not doing that? So I do. So I do Pilates. So a lot of it's uh, like, it's, it's not really, I, I guess I wouldn't really describe what I'm doing. I, I work with a lady, I mean, maybe you could call it Pilates, but I wouldn't really call, you know, exactly what, what she does Pilates. It's a lot of movement based stuff. And, um, but you know, a lot of the positions that I'm in are, are like, you know, stabilizing your neck in certain positions. And, and, uh, he actually had a, um, he has this like, kind of looks like one of those Russian hats, you know, the ones with the ear flipped up. 
So he kind of, it looks like that and there's weights in the front of it. So it's, it's probably like, I think it's probably eight pounds. So actually at the beginning of it, I, uh, when I was getting on the ice at the start, right. To, to get my head in a better position and work my neck muscles, I would wear this as I would skate. Wow. So I, I wouldn't have my helmet on. I'd be out there and I would have this. It's so, it looks like a Russian hat, right? But even if I'm doing exercises or if I'm doing Pilates and I'm in a certain position, right? If I'm in like a side side plank position or something, a lot of the time I was using this uh, this little, I guess, gadget that we had to promote one, promote uh, you know stabilization and, and and work your muscles, but also to promote you know where your head is, your proprioception. Because uh, if your head's off, you know, these things are going to pull you that way. So you need to have it, you know, pretty centered, um, which was really cool. Uh, use the gyro stim a lot. I don't know if you, you ever use the gyro stim. Which one's that? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, so it's, uh, it's it's sort of like a machine that you get strapped into and it spins you. Uh, no, I'm sure I've you, never uh, used that. No. You get strapped into this machine, right? And and uh, you have like a little laser in your in your hand, and there's targets. Um, like you're you're in this sort of it looks like a kind of a, a big globe, and you're in there, and you're strapped in this machine. You're sitting down, and it spins you a certain way. And as you spin, uh, you, you you hit you can hit targets, or like there's one where they put you know something in front of your eyes, and you're fixated while it's spinning. So you're just you're you're focused on that. It's uh, it's really cool, and honestly, it's, it's pretty close to where you live. I'll, you'll have to try it. It's, yeah, bro. Uh, yeah, hit text me that info when you get a sec. Um, I, wait. So it, it's to build up your strength in your neck, or a lot yeah. of it's uh, it's more or less like your proprioception of like knowing where you are, right? So, like for me, I was very compromised when I was when I was hurt. I had a nineteen degree. I was nineteen degrees this way. You know, so a lot of it just brings you back to center. It spins you a certain way. It activates your your inner ear. And, uh, yeah, man, it, it, like, I, I feel like I've learned so much through the process as well as like been able to go through it. I, I've learned a lot from, um, you know, from the guy I've been working with Dr. Mark Lindsay, he's been, like I said, he's been tremendous. So been doing that. Uh, you know, I did a little rock climbing too, which is pretty funny, like indoor rock climbing, you know, it works your, you know, obviously your upper body and, uh, but your your ability to know where you are in space and, um, your body control. Um, so I did some of that. I've done gymnastics. Um, so it's been, bro, you're yeah. inspiring me right now. You, we gotta, yeah. we gotta talk more. You yeah, gotta, been, you gotta send this all to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been eight weeks of it, but, uh, eight weeks, six days a week, Sundays are off, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. When are you leaving? Uh, I'm going to see the doctor in Denver on Sunday and then, uh, back to, back to Vegas on Monday afternoon. Damn it. I was about to say, I'll jump in some workouts with you. We're rock climb and we, we, do, we were in the pool for a while. Pool, uh, I'll jump in. I'll do pool workouts. We do the pool at, uh, at UNC Charlotte. They've been really nice. We go over there and yeah, getting in the water was, was actually, it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, I had never really you know, done pool workouts before, but we get in there and, uh, we do that for like a half hour. And then that's sort of like your work, your, your, your warm up, And then, uh, we go right up into the weight room after and do a few lifts and your system's kind of like, you know, you kind of prepare your system in the pool, you know, but the load's not very high. And then, you know, you're able to go up in the weight room and, and do some exercises and you feel really good, right. You're, you kind of feel like you have that spark to, to do some things. And, 
Yeah, so it's been really well. Like it's and, yeah. and Mark Lindsay is he is he just working with you or is there a few other guys that he's doing at the same oh, time? Oh, so the reason he's down in Charlotte, he's 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 from uh, he's from he's from Ottawa, but um, I mean he's he's worked with <laughs> sort of everyone in the sun. But he, he's down here during the uh, during the football season. He works with uh, Christian McCaffrey. I know you know him. Yep. Uh, so Christian's been kind enough to kind of you know let me you know work with him as well as as he's been working with him and. Um, you know, been able to build like a relationship with him, you know, being around, being around him as much as I have. So that's been pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's freaking awesome. Uh, yeah. I gotta, I'm going to, I'll hit you up more about, about this guy because he sounds yeah. like a man. <laughs> I need help. He's great. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> um, I was gonna, I was just thinking before we, we, we got into that was, uh, like the cool thing about having an injury is that you do have time to like get out of the craziness of life and, a, and that training schedule that's insane and and kind of think about the things that you need to change. Like, you know, on a personal level, you know, different habits that you want to start building that you know is going to, you know, make you better, but you haven't been doing it because you just too much. It's hard to create new habits when life is chaotic. But when you have an injury, things settle down and you can be like, all right, these are the things I need to change. And I am not, I'm definitely going to do it. Uh, did you feel like that was like a part of? No, for sure. I think when, when you're hurt, when you have an injury, you have a lot of time to think, right? You're not, like you say, you're not in that rush of a season where it's just like, you know, all you're worried about really during the, during the season is like that next game. You play so much. It's like, okay, like I played a game. Okay. went well or didn't went well. You kind of reflect on it, but it's like, okay, well now it's time to prepare for the next one. Cause you might play the next night. You might play in two nights. I mean, it goes fast and all of a sudden you're 82 games through a season. Right. So I think when you're, when you're injured, that gives you a lot more time to reflect and, I think it's been really cool to be down here at the same time and be around Christian, right? Because he's, he's someone who is so focused and so dialed in on his craft. And when I first got down here, just watching the way that he would prepare, right? Like it was like, okay, like Monday, it was a certain thing, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and it was all like build up to, to, for him to like get prepared for his game. Right. So I, I mean, I, I didn't really know him at the beginning of this. So I would just kind of sit in the, I was just kind of in the background watching him and and he's, he's very like dedicated to his routine, right? He does the same thing over and over and there's so many details that go into it and he really doesn't leave anything. Like he doesn't really leave any stone unturned, right? In preparation for a game. And it was sort of like, well, you could be doing not, not that you could be doing more because I always felt like I, I always felt like I, I do do a lot, right. And I prepare well, but there's always little things that you can change, whether that's, you know, whether that's the way you look at nutrition, whether that's the way you look at sleep, whether the way that's the way you look at your mental health and reflecting. And so I think when, when I got hurt, yeah, I mean, you look at a lot of things and what you could do better. And, and one of the things that I feel like I've tried to work on is like, yeah, your, your, your mental health, right? Like how, how you view a situation, how you react to things, you know, like you're, there's just been, I guess, there's been so much that I've had to deal with. So it's changed my, it's changed my perception on a lot of things and, you know, some for the better, some for the worse, but I think you just learn to kind of take things as, as they are and not let things affect you as much maybe as they used to. Absolutely. I agree. Um, all right, man, I appreciate you doing this. We are, we are good on time. I, um, is there any shout outs or anything like, or let people know where they can find you. Um, uh, 
I'm on Instagram. I don't really, uh, I haven't been, I'm not as active as, as, as I, uh, as I would be. It's been, uh, it's been sort of one of the good things about being down here in Charlotte is I almost feel like I, I've been like kind of isolated in my own world for a little bit, you know, and, and that's sort of how I wanted it to be during this rehab. It was sort of like, Hey, let me like block out all distractions. Let me get away from everything, you know, take this time, really focus on what I need to do. And then like, but, uh, I do have Twitter and Instagram. Um, so if you, uh, if you have any questions or if you, if you're going through a uh, back injury or necking, <laughs> I'm sure you can ask me, uh, I might have an opinion on it, but no, man, I, I appreciate you having me on. This is a lot of fun. I appreciate uh, all your support, I guess, through this process. It was, it was cool to kind of, you know, when, when I first reached out to you this summer, it was, it was really refreshing hearing, you know, your experience and just everything. And, you know, then obviously you, you've just, you know, being a, an athlete of your caliber, it's been, uh, it's been cool to kind of get to know you and, and, uh, you know, obviously you're, you're a great dude. So I, I appreciate having me on the show and I look forward to watching you fight again. When, uh, do you have a, do you have a target or when you feel like you're gonna, you're gonna uh, get back? Yeah, probably, uh, I'm early, early summer. I'm going to say yeah. I'm gonna come back and I'm taking a day at a time you know, just trying to just dominate every day and we'll see where the, how the body reacts. But that's, that's where I, I kind of see it ending up and I can't wait. And I appreciate the kind words, brother. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, it was a pleasure to be able to help you out, you know, through those times because I had people helping me out and, um, it's a confusing spot to be. So I was happy I could give you a little insight from yeah, someone who good. had surgery. When uh, when you're hearing it from an, an athlete's mouth, right? It's such a different perspective than than hearing from a doctor or therapist or whoever, right? So it's you know it's somebody who went through it, and that was for me. That was like when I started talking to more people who had actually went through this. It was like you know exactly that that was what really talking to you and talking to some other. I talked to a few other UFC guys and some other athletes and you know, I got messages on Instagram that, you know, I didn't get back to all of them, but like some other athletes, some hockey players in Europe. And, and it was like, you know, when you, when you hear from someone who's actually been through it, who's had the surgery, it, it just makes you feel a lot more comfortable. A hundred percent. I agree. All right, brother, you have a good one, man. And uh, let's be in touch. I got some questions for you with the old physical right. therapy stuff. Absolutely. Beauty. I'm man. Peace. Jack Eichel, what an awesome guy. Tons of potential. Uh, he has, you know, lots of pressure on him that he is going to be playing through heading to Las Vegas, coming off a of surgery uh, that was so uh, controversial. Being a third-round draft pick, um, there's obviously tons of excitement and uh, pressure on how he should be performing. And so uh, I'm excited to see him crush this year for the Las Vegas Knights when he comes back and kind of just show Buffalo, hey, you should have just let me get that surgery. Now you made a mistake. Look at me now and uh, take down the Stanley Cup. Uh, other than the Islanders, you know, I hope he beats everybody other than the Islanders, of course. Remember, if you guys want to hear more conversations like this one I just had with Jack Eichel, all you have to do is click that follow button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you do your listening. And if you didn't know, every podcast is also available over on my YouTube channel. You get to see the video footage. So if you're not subscribed yet, please make sure to go do that as soon as possible. I'll be back next week with another great guest. But until then, I'm Chris Wadman, and this is Won't Back Down. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.